When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money, I'm Glenn James and we're doing a, a bonus episode today, it's just, it's probably ticked over halfway through the year and it's going fast but we want to check in on your goals. So John, what up gangster? How are we Glenn? Christmas in August. Christmas in August <laughs> and we've got a guest Brooke Lowry, g'day Brooke, how are you? I'm Hello, good, Brooke. thank you, Welcome. thanks for having me. Now Brooke, we're going to ask you all about the app that you're working on and you're about to launch called Goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And this is like we've talked before about the engine being hot on these podcasts. But if you're listening on the Thursday that it come out, yes. we are recording this the day before at 3.30 p.m. Steaming. And this is steaming. So we're getting this to you straight away. But thank you for uh, checking out My Millennial Money. If you're new to the podcast, Thanks for joining us. John's got a podcast called My Millennial Career. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, no, that's Shelly now. <laughs> I can talk about yeah, that you, if you, you want. You can talk about that. <laughs> He's got a podcast called My Millennial Property uh, where he just goes narrow and deep about property. Mm. Shell and M have a podcast, a podcast called yes, My do. Millennial Career. Yeah. I've got a podcast called My Millennial Money Express. And have you got a podcast, Brooke? My Millennial Goalie. Yeah. My Millennial Goalie, there you go. So I want to chat like about goals. They are so important. Mm. And what's, John, I guess your experiences with goals in your life? Mm. And I'll ask Brooke the same because I want to chat about goals and really help people get a framework in place. Then we'll ask uh, Brooke about her startup. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose growing up, and into my early adulthood, I, I was massive on goals. Would write everything down, followed the the path of if you write it down, it means more. If you tell someone, it means even more. And and put it up on the toilet door and everything else, uh, and and lived that for a good ten or fifteen years, I reckon. Especially from my teens through to probably early thirties. The last ten years, it's probably hasn't been the case. I think it's more of a case of, and we were speaking off air. If we if we want something, we just we go and achieve it without having that goal um, written down. But it's still in the back of our our mind. Um, I probably have always focused on the habits to then achieve the goals. So, and I wrote down a few of the goals that I, I sort of set and then and then met. It was more about well, the first one for me as a um, a junior was run a marathon. Always had a dream of running a marathon, so it was well. I need to train five days a week, six days a week. So the habit of actually doing that was going to get me to my goal. So I'd like to obviously expand on that with you, Brooke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's funny you say that because the book that I've been singing the praises of all year is Atomic Habits. Yes, 
And the thing for you and your running, it wasn't, I'm going to be a marathon runner. Mm. No, no, John Pigeon, I just want to be a runner. And yeah, yeah. The- and, uh, yeah, that's right. But I think it's like if it's a goal that's you're passionate about anyway, it, it's a lot easier, isn't it? Mm. Like I fundamentally enjoyed running, whereas I meet people that I uh, just want a bucket list run a marathon. I actually hate running, right? So mm. if they hate running, the goal is is massive and the habits are even harder, aren't mm. they? To, so, yeah, there's, there's different ways to look at it, isn't there? What's your experience has been to date with your life and career around goals, Brooke? Yeah, I'm, I'm a definite goal setter. I write down my goals. I save them in my phone. I share them with my friends. Um, I'm very much a visual person. Mm. Um, but I think there's more to it than just thinking and drawing and, you know, because you need to make it happen. So I find the more I tell other people, the more I'm accountable for what I've said. Um, I'm the eldest in my family. My parents put a lot of expectations on me to be the, the role model of the family. So I've, I've, you know, I've got something to live up to and show yeah. my brothers, if you want a good job, this is how you go out and get one. Yeah. And I think that sense of responsibility helps. Yeah. Was that perceived um, pressure on you or was that actual, yeah, you need to lead the way here? I think so. I think I actually thrive under pressure. Mm. Um, I work in projects in my career. Uh, what I do is I see the vision, see the deadline, and I work backwards from that. Right. So I'm like, I know the outcome that I want. What are the milestones I need to achieve that? What resources do we need? Mm. Um, and then build around, around yeah. that. So just on that, Brooke, uh, you've probably done a fair bit of research into goals. Mm-hmm. And I, I love kind of dreaming. Mm-hmm. And dreams are great, but, you know, if you've got a dream of doing something, you know, three months can go past and it's still a dream. Mm. So how do we have a framework to actually pull the trigger on that? And I just want to start with, I did some research before and a Harvard business study revealed uh, some stats around goal settings. And these are really simple stats. Uh, and I'd imagine this is the US population, uh, but we know the US population is just people. Yeah. So, and we're people, so I think mm. we can apply these pretty, Very much pretty, so. pretty yep. decent to uh, our situation. 83% of the popula- population uh, does not have goals. Mm. Uh, 14% have a plan in mind, but are unwritten. Mm-hmm. 3% have written goals. Now, wow. does that add up to 100 it's into the 90s yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it does. Just double checking. I was like, did I miss a number? But the study went on to find that of the 14% who had the plan but not written, they were 10 times more successful than the 83%. Mm. Okay. Right. And then the 3% who actually had the written goals were three times more successful than the other 14%. Mm. So there's this kind of compounding yeah. effect yeah, yeah. and I think that just speaks to uh, focused intensity. So do those stats kind of feel like they're from what you've experienced even or like are they yeah. close to what you've done some research on? Absolutely. So we did some research um, at QVB in Sydney. We did intercept interviews with students aged 19 to 24 um, and what we found was um, a user persona called the overachiever. So they're the type of goal setter that writes down their, uh, their goals. Uh, they have you know, 
record in their phone, they tick them off as they go, even if it's as something simple as taking out the rubbish. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got uh, the dreamer who is quite charismatic. They talk about their goals. Everybody knows, but they don't have a date or a plan in mind to achieve it. So I'm seeing some of those characteristics come through with what you've just described. Yeah. And I want to kind of just spend, I guess, 10 minutes or so just to workshop uh, some examples uh, for those listening and watching on YouTube. What up? How are you? Giddy up. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, I, I just think it's so important. Like the process or the progress that I've made in my life is when I've had that one thing and I've been intentional and I've gone and got it. Yeah. And so that's kind of on the big, broad brushstrokes. But also I'm more effective on a day-to-day basis. Like if you go upstairs to my office, I've got a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And if I'm like, okay, well, I've got the morning in front of the computer. All right, I might write down 10 things and just tick them off. It could be email Nath's, um, you know, termination letter. It could be, <laughs> <laughs> and thanks Nath for being in the studio today. It could be email John. It, so whatever those things are in the short term, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. found... I'm so much more Efficient, productive yeah. if I've yeah. got a list. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, Brooke, you mentioned in your studies the overachiever and the dreamer, one end to the other. I I look at that and say anal and procrastinator. Yep. Right. So it's it very much is personality types, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you've got to have motivation and drive to go and do something. Um, it's it's got to come from within, but okay. you've also got to add your personality style to it. Like if you're continually dreaming, as you mentioned at the start, but not doing anything, um, which is essentially procrastinating, mm. then is the goal important enough? Why am I setting it in the first place? What mm. do I want to get out of it? And Or is the goal too hard? Like it comes back to that smart and, and working out, just getting that right combination to motivate you. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at the traditional SMART goals, um, I've actually got my spin on the SMART goal thing and I call it SMART YO goals. (laughs) So S-M-A-R-T-Y-O. So the SMART goals, and these are just basic frameworks. And to be honest, you can use whatever framework you bloody want as long as you're getting results. Like there's, yep. no, there's no rules in this world totally. mm-hmm. uh, except don't leave home if you're in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, but so S, specific, M, measurable, A, attainable, R, relevant, T, time-bound. So they're the kind of smart goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to workshop two examples here that we can all discuss. Mm-hmm. And for the YO, the smart YO goals, the Y in my thing is your goal. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing this because your bloody parents wanted you to do law. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this because you're getting pressure from your friends that you guys should have a baby because you've been married three years and, you know, or you guys, are you engaged yet? You've been dating three years. So no, no, tell everyone to shut the hell up. Yeah. This is my life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's a Bon Jovi song. So, <laughs> and then the O in Smart Yo is I believe it's order. Mm-hmm. So in what order are we doing the goals? Yep. It could be, John, you've got a goal of um, wanting a nice, beautiful house and a nice pool for the backyard. Mm. Sounds like your life. Wow. <laughs> but You've been snooping. I have been snooping. But 
you want both of these things, but you've actually had to go, well, the order of it, it makes sense to do the pool first mm. for whatever reason. What is the reason? Just so it's done? Or? So when you knock the house down, all the dust goes into the pool and then you just have to clean the pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, but there was some construction logic. wise, you it's pretty hard to, to get buy to build a pool when you've already got a brand new house sitting in front of it yeah so logically that's the way yeah so there so that's where i believe it, it's smart yo yep you know mm. yo. Yeah. i like it um, that's good so let's, let's all adapt that brook <laughs> yeah so let's use an example some of the um the goals or some of the things in the facebook group and i put it up a couple of weeks ago what are three things you want to do each day this week um however small uh, small habits make big changes. Mm-hmm. And there was people that put, I want to do 10 push-ups, read a chapter of a book. Um, there could be uh, read for one hour a day, listen to one My Millennial Money podcast episode a day, <laughs> not hit snooze. Uh, someone put not have rum. Someone put <laughs> eat three meals a week, go to Pilates three times a week, not buy anything. Uh, yoga each day, no cigarettes, bed before 11 p.m. Someone wrote... Uh, and it's Jack who's volunteering with the My Millennial Money team. So I'm going to pick on Jack. Uh, he wrote, eat well, sleep well, and exercise. And I basically said, need to tighten those up. Yep. So if we look at the smart yo, and it could be, I want to invest in shares. So a lot of people out there, you want to invest in shares. So let's now look at the smart yo framework. Okay. So specific. I think you need to be specific. Okay, am I going to try and be Warren Buffett mm-hmm. or do I want to just find an ETF that is a diversified portfolio and that's what I'm going to invest in? Mm-hmm. So you're you're getting more s- mm. strategic about what I'm investing in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're, we're going to do an ETF and it could be the Vanguard Diversified High Growth Fund, mm. whatever your ETF is. Measurable. So how are you going to measure this? And I think like what you said, Brooke, earlier with, you know, you work backwards, you set that target and you work backwards. Mm -hmm. So that could be after the next 12 months, I want to have a share portfolio of Mm $5,000 or $10,000. We'll do $10,000. So it's measure. We can measure it. Attainable. um, This is an interesting one because you just want to make sure it's realistic. It's like, if I earn 60 grand a year in 12 months, I'm not having a portfolio worth 300 grand. No. Like it's just not happening. So yeah, after, you know, 12 months, you're not having the multi-million dollar portfolio. So let's just go, okay, I think based on my situation over the next 12 months, 10 grand, uh, relevant. How relevant is it? And is it realistic? So mm. it's kind of similar to the achievable, attainable thing. Um, it could be, um, and I just looked at Wikipedia earlier because this smart thing, it's kind of a mixture and there's different words, but I think it's more along the, um, the vibe of attainable and relevant. Okay. Um, I'm not a goal guy and then time bound. So it, it could be, um, over the 12 months and remember you're allowed to smash your goals mm-hmm. and double down. Mm. So I think the, the dance with the goals, it's, you don't want it too easy but you do want to stretch yourself. Yeah, I think traditionally the, the time thing's more of a case of that's my worst case scenario, mm. and, unless it's a particular event. Mm. 
right? yeah. like Christmas or yeah. I want to lose X weight by a certain date, I think people may err on the side of caution there and say, well, I reckon I could probably get it done in two months, but I'll give myself six anyway. Yeah. And then uh, the yo part, uh, your goal. Mm-hmm. No, you want to buy shares. You're getting pressure from your parents. You need to save up and do this. Or your friends are like, oh, we just bought our first home. Why aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're a loser. It's like, mm. no, no, that's your goal. Yep. Piss off. Yep. And that's why I'm just, I get dramatic when I talk about that because so much stuff that people do, it's because of other people. Mm. So yeah. tell everyone to shut the hell up and chase what you want to do. Yep. Mm. You've got to set boundaries. Perfect. Yeah. And then I think this is important as well, the order. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you want to uh, invest in shares. Yes, you want to try and do $10,000 over the next 12 months. But little boy and little girl, if you've got $3,000 on a credit card that you can't shake, mm-hmm. is this order correct? Yep. Are we putting this goal now or do we want to go, absolutely, that's my goal, but let's just do this first yeah. mm-hmm. and then we've got a clear runway. Mm. No, it's good. And that is my TED Talk, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Um, oh, thanks for coming on, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to do one more? Let's. I'm going to give this to you, John, um, this laptop. Right. And and you might kind of look at the smart yo goals there about investing in property. Oh. So I want to... Well, someone out there has a goal mm. of buying an investment property. So can you run us through the smart yo uh, framework? Framework, yeah. Thank you. TM. TM. It's all new to me today, the yo. Yeah. Let's adapt <laughs> with it. Yeah, so specific would be, in my terms, the strategy. So what is it going to be? Yes, it's going to be a property, but what's the location? What's the yield going to be? The price point, all those sort of things. Which was akin to my... I'm doing ETFs, I'm not just buying Commonwealth Bank Woolworth shares. Yeah, that's right. Just saying, well, I've got a property. Yeah. Uh, Measurable. So the measurable thing is really what's my long-term outcome for wealth creation, I would would have thought. So, okay, how can I I measure that I've I've got this property that's going to reach my long-term outcome, um, but having a, a time factor on that as well uh, along the way but the measurable part would be it could be um three months in i'll have my deposit nailed to quantify it yes yeah yeah so more micro measurements you mean yeah what would you Mm. say on the property putting putting a number on it putting a time or a a figure yeah yeah okay so yeah looking at the the purchase price and then working back and saying, well, I need X amount of deposit, away yep. I go. Yep. Um, attainable, again, lending comes into play when it's, um, when we're talking attainable. So I can't buy a million dollar property if I've only got $10,000. Uh, relevant, is it relevant for my situation and my long-term strategy mm. is, uh, is the key one there and probably aligning that to yours like when you say well is it property or is it shares am I doing property or am I doing shares because that's what my parents have done or what that's what my family's done so making it relevant to you as well um, time bound obviously is yeah we need to 
get it done by exit. And it's interesting when we say time bound, I think most people that I've found set goals based on the year. So I want to buy a property this year. Mm -hmm. I want to run a marathon this year. I want to do something this year Um, when really it it can be anything, but I suppose it just, it's easy when we we talk about it it in years. Um, Making it yours, again, the property versus shares debate maybe, or probably the big one I get is, uh, do you want to buy your own home to live in because that's Mm -hmm. the great Aussie dream versus in uh, investing or rent vesting because that's maybe going to give me more flexibility in life and, and maybe create some greater wealth. Um, and then the order that we're doing it, <clears throat> probably similar to the shares one, I need to make sure my back end or my foundations are in order first before I can start saving the deposit, not getting a pre-approval too early, not going and, and putting out offers when we haven't got deposit or finance. And, and, and it could be, you know, with this goal, it's like, yes, I want an Airbnb on the beach in a holiday town, mm. but that might not be the best order mm. as your first investment property. Yeah. High volatile. Mm. Considering the market as well. Yeah. Editing. Yeah. So, yeah, going right back to specific with that one, because we'd all love blue chip property. Mm. A, can we afford it? B, is it going to be best for our cash flow um, mm. long-term outcomes? Yeah. And then what we might do as well, I might, um, I might give it to you as well. And then if, if you've got to we'll do one more little case study, Brooke, as an example, what about, I don't know, something, a career change? Yeah. Because you're going through this at the moment and you might be able sure. to weave this, your own story into this. Sure. Uh, so I'd say a specific goal in, in my experience was uh, getting my certificate in Agile to be a product owner. Um, so one task that I had was to study more senior roles, the job descriptions, and make sure I learned those skills to, to put myself forward for, for those roles. So the specific action was study the job description of roles more senior to me so that I can do the courses I need to, to, to interview for those roles. Yeah. Um, the measurable part was uh, getting the Agile certificate. Is that a, like software or coding, Agile? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a process or a way of working. Right. Um, so Agile is very similar to goal setting, really. Um, it's how can you be most efficient and effective in achieving your goal with the resources you have? So... When you work in the project space, it's about you've got an end outcome you need to reach, what are the resources you need, um, your goals need to be time-bound every week, um, and you need to work as a team to achieve that. Mm. So I found my experience working in finance and technology really helpful for my startup. Mm. Um, the measurable part, I think, would be looking at the job description and actually – am I going – I think I'm going off – topic here. No, 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 you can keep going. Okay. Yeah. I think the measurable part would be looking at the job description and actually taking actions based off what's on there. Um, so if it says you need three years experience, you know, doing the time to get that, if that's what's required. Um, in terms of making it attainable, um, you know, speaking to people who are in those roles, asking them what advice they would have for someone younger than them or with less experience. Um, I think being able to see someone who's like the person you want to become makes it more real for you. 
Um, in terms of being in terms of it being relevant, um, doing a bit of market research, just checking that the certificates and the studies you're doing match what's required mm-hmm. of you That's in the a big role, one, isn't it? Um, in terms of making it time bound, you know, am I planning to be promoted to that senior role in the next year? Um, again, is that attainable? They're kind of measuring that. Um, but I'm I'm of the belief, same as you, John, which is make it challenge yourself. Um, don't say, you know, I don't have five to ten years experience. I'm going to wait ten years. Mm. Say I'm going to make it two years, and if I don't get there, at least I'll be closer than I would have if I didn't yeah. do that. Stars and the moon type sort of yep. scenario. Which one's further? Stars. Stars are further than the moon, <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, in terms of making it yours, um, I'm quite an independent person. I'm the eldest in my family, so I've always had this mindset of if I can see the vision and I can see the outcome, I'll go for that no matter what other people say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I advocate other people to do that where I see, you know, I've, my, one of my best friends, her parents wanted her to do dentistry and she's 34 and she hates it. And I said, what do you want to do? Yeah. Mm. You, you've got to start there. What do you want to do and why do you want to do it? Everything else will follow from there. Mm. In terms of order, that's probably the first thing I look at is, first, firstly, what's my strategy? Where am I trying to get to? What's the outcome? And then what are the milestones I need along the way? And so, for example, mine could be um, I want to live a financially stable life. So the two kind of options that came up recently for me are, do I own a business or do I buy a house? And I thought, if the business does well enough, I can buy a house with that money from the business. So I I kind of worked out my game plan according to my outcome and where I can get the most value. Mm. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm. Really good example. Mm. And I think it's... um, for anyone, like in terms of your money goals, um, you can be your own financial advisor because all that financial advisors do is basically sit down with clients, yeah. ask a heap of questions about their goals, and then basically we work backwards and project manage mm-hmm. uh, backwards to where we're at today. So yeah. I think the only yeah, the only exception to that, I agree, the only exception is your own emotions coming over the top of that and that like I see that so many times when I do clarity calls is you and I are coming to the same conclusion but I've come in without emotion and mm. reinforced that um, you've draped it with emotion uh, which could have sent you down the wrong path yep yeah so finally before we talk about goalie um, I want to you mentioned a word before about pivoting your goals yep so the world's in shutdown basically. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's a real thing. Like there's been a lot of people who have got money saved that wanted to take a holiday. A, a friend of mine, she paid $9,000 to go on this big European thing and it's <laughs> been cancelled. Mm-hmm. And she's had to pivot her goal and is now going to go, well, I can't travel. I don't think I will be able to for a couple of years. I'm now going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So... Is there kind of, with our goal setting, depending on what goal it is, to do it in a way that it, I know, it gives us options if we do need to change? So I think my advice would be buy a whiteboard. 
because it's easy to rub things out and change them. Mm. Um, I know I've got a whiteboard. My plan at this time was to be in Europe for three months to wow. not be working. Wow. But obviously that's not happening. So. And you're at Blue Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> but um, I think. Similar. I think the biggest message is you hear a lot of 2020 is over. We've lost 2020. Let's just wait for 2021. If we do that, we're wasting a year of time that could be put to better use. So I say channel you're an introvert. What are these side hustle projects you've had in the back of your mind that you can spend time on now? Mm. And then maybe traveling the world can be something you do for the rest of your life if you put the hard work in now. So for me, I've been working nonstop on Goalie for the last two years and the coronavirus situation has been a good time for me to put even more into it. Mm. Um, it's made me realize the value of what I'm doing even more because goals are so relevant for people who are feeling a bit deflated, had to put other you know, travel goals on hold. I know I can't see my family in New Zealand. Mm. Um, there must be mm. a lot of people who are in similar experiences. Yeah, yeah and I, I honestly think like if you want to do well with money, like don't worry about getting the pay rise, worry about having a goal. I mean, laser focused because, you know, that shopping trip that you might take or the frivolous spending will almost fall to the wayside because you've now got a toss up of, I really want to do this. Do I want to spend $50 doing that? Or would I rather put it towards this goal? Mm. Yep. So goals are so powerful. And most people in the Facebook group who have achieved being debt free or have achieved buying a their first property or have achieved starting a business, they haven't just walked into it. They haven't exactly. just fallen into a new business. They haven't just no. fallen into a house deposit. They haven't just fallen into becoming debt free. They've been intentional. Mm -hmm. And I, I would just say to anyone out there, particularly if you're in Victoria at the moment, do what do the opposite of what people do. And that's what I've done in my life and my business. At all times, I've tried to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So don't be, and I know it's tough if you're going through some mental health issues, that aside, but don't mope around saying, I'm in lockdown. Mm. You know, when the lockdown first happened in New South Wales, I doubled down during the lockdown. Me we too. moved studios, we redid all this. Mm. Like, we doubled down. Yep. It wasn't just, oh, we're locked up. I went to work. Yeah. And I used that to my advantage. Yeah. And I think that's not the majority of people, is it? Like, uh, it's got to be a can do attitude to begin with mm -hmm. before we actually get to the goal to, to start. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, it's telling yourself what do you actually want. And, um, yeah, looking like COVID, for example, is a perfect time where you don't have to commute to work. So I'm exactly. saving half an hour or an hour, in some cases, two hours mm -hmm. each way. Time and money. So, yeah, yep. well, time and money, but time is the important factor mm -hmm. there, isn't it? So blocking out in your calendar right from six to eight when I normally would be travelling, that's when I'm setting up my side hustle because yep. my boss probably doesn't want me doing that from yep. nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> so there's four hours a day that I can be spending on my side hustle through that COVID period, times that by 50 weeks. Yeah. Mm. So if you, if you don't like this framework of, um, oh, I don't want to, you know, get a protractor out and a calculator and, you know, recreate the, you know, split the atom or whatever you do in terms <laughs> of science, even if it's, I've got a goal of, because this is what I did when I started my business, I'm going to just do a brain dump and write mm. down as many things as possible I need to do yep. and just start ticking one off at a time. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if this is too much, do something. Mm. Yep. Uh, so all that being said, before I ask you about goalie, mm-hmm. I am talking to you listening. I'm talking to you watching. I want to know what is one thing that you can do in the short term and I would say the short term is between now and the end of the year. What is one goal, what is one thing, however small, that you can make some traction on? Because I can tell you one thing, the time is passing anyway. So just that's my challenge for you today. All right. And that's that's Papa Glenn talking to the children. So, okay. It's inspiring. Yeah, well. So, Brooke, what is goalie? So Goalie is more than just an app. People are talking about the app at the moment. But what we're really trying to do is motivate people and encourage people to take risks. Um, I know one of the reasons I came up with Goalie is my brother's 24. He's married, got a, um, a young daughter, but he doesn't know what he wants to do in terms of his career. My dad's putting a lot of pressure on him to take over the business. My brother's... Your dad's goal, not your brother's. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately I can't be in New Zealand with him all the time, coaching him, helping him. So I thought, what's something I can create, um, that can help him while I'm not there. And then I was also talking to some of my friends who were feeling a bit lost in their careers, you know, in their thirties. And they're like, man, I really hate this. I don't think I can keep it up. Just avoiding work, going on holiday, not working for six months. You know, it's, it's not healthy. That's not really living life. Um, so Goalie is about motivating people to live their best life and Goalie, the app, is giving them the tools to enable them to do it. Great. Cool. It's funny. When, when you said, oh, it's not just an app, I was thinking, please don't tell me it's like, oh, and we've got this credit card or something like that <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, did we, did we do our research on this? <laughs> Let anyone through the door. Yeah. So, Maybe in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not on this podcast. Um, <laughs> So, okay, cool. And, um, you know, if you would say who is it for? Yep. So you, you, you've said your brother yep. is 24 who's kind of got no idea mm-hmm. about what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And hello, what's his name? Daniel. Daniel. Hey, Daniel, if you're Shout listening. Shout out to Daniel. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> We've got a lot of listeners in New Zealand. Yeah. 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 Um, so if they're a... You know, of those five profiles that you kind of researched, mm-hmm. did you say, well, we only want to really make this for the daydreamers or can we use it mm-hmm. if we are a bit of a go-getter and want a tool to help us? Yeah, so I've looked at the other end of the spectrum, not the overachievers. They've got a formula that obviously works. It's why they're achieving. Sure. I probably fit into that bucket. Yeah. But what I really would like to do is help people who've got no idea with a formula that's worked for me. Perfect. So the dreamer, obviously they're missing a plan. I can help them with that plan. Yep. And that's what we've tried to build into the app. And how does it actually work? So, I mean, I've watched a lot of TED talks on psychology, philosophy, spirituality, a wow. lot of different Is areas. Is your name Gandhi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought so. <laughs> um, was that, that wasn't rude, was it? No. Oh, good. <laughs> Like John's um, laughing like it was him. So. <laughs> no, I'm just a happy guy. I don't know. I think I'm like, I'm quite an intellectual person. Right. I like using models and theories and 
bringing them together to make them work for me in my personal life. Yeah. So I've read a lot of... Sorry to stop you. What did you study prior to your work? Master of Business and Marketing. Okay. So one of the things we learned that I think has really resonated with me is what what creates a sustainable, happy life. Mm. So I was doing my master's and we were learning about the quality of life and what makes people really happy. And the thing that came out of my research was creativity. Mm. And I feel like we don't hear enough people talking about what creative projects they're doing mm. that make them feel great. Yeah. And I know for me, it's it's my business. It's helping other people. It's, you know, seeing my brother happy, mm. um, seeing my friends, you know, speak up to their parents and be really clear about what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so... I think these are some of my strengths and I'm hoping that I can help other people with what we're doing. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, my um, kids go to a, a, a sports school, but it's not directly, well, well, it's much more than just sport, but they, from year 10 onwards, they, they're in, all the kids in the school are in what's called a big picture program, uh, which is basically that. Mm. You tell us what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and let's go and study and do a project around yep. your passion and let's find one. So yep. that that's fantastic. I think one of the biggest issues I've seen is kids in high school don't get to trial a lot of different things. Mm. We're, we're all kind of funneled into careers or subjects to take quite early. Totally. We're not allowed to try, we're not allowed to take risks or we just no. get quite comfortable with what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you basically sit down with a careers teacher at the end of yep. year 10 or year 11 and say, what do you want to be? And I was like, couldn't, wouldn't have a clue. Yep. How funny is like the careers teacher at high school? Like I think the guy who was the careers counsellor or whatever, careers advisor at Berkeley I think he was just the normal geography teacher or something. Mm-hmm. But filling time. Yeah, but he only did half the periods because half of the half of his time was doing the career yeah. stuff. Mm. It would be the biggest bludge. Yeah. It'd be like the kids coming in, <laughs> yeah. oh, what do you want to do? Oh, maybe an accountant and he probably just gets his book out. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll have to do this course. CPA, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to do, Mr. Career Teacher? Or yeah. Mrs. Career Teacher? Oh, it's just Are you funny. living your best life? And so the app, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Goalie the App. Yep. When is it available? So it will be available on the App Store next month. Uh, we're talking to influencers at the moment, so you might see some of your, your favourite people involved. Uh, I know you You've quite like... Advised. You're Sorry. an influencer, are you? Oh, if they pay me, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into modelling, travel, career, study hacks... Uh, we're approaching influencers in these areas at the moment. Yeah, cool. That's yeah, an right. uh, interesting space to fast track your marketing, basically, but pay pay them the uh, the dollars required. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll put a, a link in the show notes mm-hmm. uh, for people to go to your website yep. and maybe if there's an email or something like that. Or the, I reckon the best thing to do is go to Instagram, yes. Goalie the App. Yes. Uh, follow Goalie the App mm-hmm. and you'll be able to see... Like you will be all over that with the launch yep. anyway. Uh, so anything else you wanted to say on that? Because I've just got a couple of other little questions. Sure. Um, so it's not really about Golly the app though. It's more about me. Do it, whatever. Um, so I'd just like to talk about risk taking a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because Golly really encourages young people to take risks and where that's coming from is I've taken a lot of risks in my life and I feel like every one of them has paid off. So 
the first one was leaving New Zealand to come to Australia and further my career. When I got my first job in Sydney, it was instantly 20k more than what I was on. And I couldn't have achieved that staying where I was. So I took a leap of faith. I just, I didn't even really think about it. I just took a leap. I said, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to New Zealand. No worries. So that was kind of step one. Step two was I was two years in this job. I wasn't getting a pay rise. I asked for it. It wasn't happening. And I thought, I can't wait for other people to give this to me. I've actually got to go out and get it. So I figured out what skills I needed to get that promotion in another role. And I doubled my salary. So that was step two. Then I really wanted to invest a lot in my business and I didn't want to go out and find investors at this early stage because I'm still really passionate about it. I want to take it to the next level before that Mm. stage. So I went and found a job that I needed to fund the business for at least another five years and I doubled my salary again. Mm -hmm. And I'm 28 years old. I don't have five, 10 years experience. I just had faith in myself and I went out there and I made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think the first part of it was you you looked and said, well, what's my worst case scenario? Worst case is uh, I moved back to New Zealand and life's still good. Yep. So I think that's a big part in it, isn't it? I'm taking Mm. a risk. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Yeah, I've said it before, but... I asked um, John Howard, uh, one of the longest-serving prime ministers mm-hmm. of Australia. Mm-hmm. I said, if you had one tip for, you know, I think I was like 29 or 30 at the time when I asked him, one tip for someone under 30, what would you say? And he said to me, take risks. Mm-hmm. Agree. Because you just can recover. Mm, that's right. And I like so. My kind of while you were talking there, you take risks. Mm-hmm. you're active, you happen to life, life doesn't happen yes, to you. exactly. And you're investing in your passion. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what we're doing the podcast, like I've, it's self-funded, like we're not part of, um, you know, I think it's like Podcast One or any of the other mm. podcast networks, mm-hmm. um, which, yes, they might be able to help you grow, but I'd resolve that. I would rather invest my own money into it. Mm-hmm. And if it does take off, at least I'll get 100% of the profit. <laughs> so what um, on the back end of, of your app developing, mm-hmm. what, what's been your biggest obstacles or hurdles along the way? So I think when I was first starting my business, there were two of them. I thought I know nothing about law mm. and I know nothing about finance. So I'm going to dive in. I'm going to research you know, law firms that can help me write contracts, etc. And I'm going to learn. Yeah. And I, I kind of started with the hardest things first. And in a year's time, I, you know, a year later, I found it really easy. And I thought, why did I put that off for so long? Yeah. It was easier than I thought. Yeah. And what, um, what's your revenue model for the business? So at the moment, the app will be free. Yeah. Um, we're looking, we need to do some testing. It could be a subscription model. It could be um, advertising through our platform, um, but we want to weigh up pissing our users off with ads yeah. versus giving them, you know, real value that they're happy to, to pay for. Yeah, and that that's the same with um, with the podcast. Like, I absolutely hate ads. Yeah. And I want to do this in a way that, like, there was this new podcast that I wanted to listen to the other day, and it was about 
it was about a Tony Robbins type of guy uh, in America and he did this little camp and there was a murder there or oh. the, it was a wondery, like really good production <laughs> quality, all that. Yeah. And I just started and just the ads that they just throw mm. in, I'm like not listening, like actually don't care. Yeah. So with that, with I guess all our podcasts, like yes, we've got a show sponsor and a show partners from time to time. Mm. Um, but I don't want it to be just this mm. smash and grab. Mm. Like how many websites do you go to lately and just the amount Retiring of ads? you, yeah. Like, mm. but just the volume of, I just hate it. Like mm. Cookies. Mm. Yeah. You don't want people to associate that with your brand. Totally. No. Yeah. And it can become quite confusing, can't it, to mm-hmm. see yeah. whether it is or not. And we do have an update coming on the future of My Millennial Money for those listening. Mm. Yeah, it'd be good. I think just waiting on something before I I do that. Young people don't mind being targeted with content they actually want. Totally. But if it's irrelevant, sorry, tune out. I bought so much cool stuff on Instagram that's been targeted at me. Yeah. Like target me, baby. Yeah. Like my Law and Order Dick Wolf (laughs) T-shirt, Instagram. Qantas final flight on the Boeing. Qantas final flight, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, you and what's the business model? Is it a company? Is it a trust? It's a company. Yep. Uh, so I, I spoke to my dad for advice. He's had a business for the last fifty years. Um, I use my company to contract out to the banks full time as well. Okay, cool. Um, because it's a similar industry. I'm yep. in product and service development. Yep. Um, and. Goalie is just the first product that we're doing. So obviously I want to focus and give my all to it, mm. but I'm looking to develop other products and services in the future as well. Yeah, I, I had toyed with the idea of doing uh, a little online course about goal setting. Okay. So I don't know if anyone's interested in that or if that's something that Goalie can do. I don't know, like, because I just think online learning is so good. Mm. And well, at their own pace. Yeah. You're not, not determined anymore. Live TV is a thing of the past, mm. isn't it? I want to watch it when I yeah. want. Well, I kind of, in the future, we're thinking of, you know, influencer takeovers or influencer coaching mm. because I think the, the whole idea of role models and experts has changed recently. People are more willing to listen to people who are like them or a little bit older than them than, say, an expert who's 20 years older. Mm. So we're looking at coaching services. Um, you know, if you've got a similar goal to someone in your area, why don't you sync up? Why mm. don't you work together? You know, mm. power of one is greater when you've got more people. Mm. So. so with, uh, and I haven't seen the back end at, at all, but do you, when you're focusing on the goalie app, you're talking about all facets of life? Are you, are yes. you focusing on any one area particular or not? It's a good question. Uh, we started looking at finance and then I realised finance is the means to achieving your goals. So we wanted to start with why. Mm. So why is a really important question in the app. Uh, we have a game where you can tease out your purpose and what your values are. Um, so I personally found this ikigai concept really helpful for me, for me uh, to learn more about myself. And it plays on, um, you know, what is your passion? What is your mission? What's your vocation and profession? So you can talk about all the things you, all the skills you've got that can help the world be better versus what you might do to make money versus Mm. things you just love and you don't care if you make money or not. So I think 
that's one thing that a lot of young people have in their heads and they don't really understand themselves and we make decisions based off I want this or I'm going to download this or mm. buy this online without thinking through what what's the end goal what's yeah. my purpose and oh. is the app available on Android and Apple just Apple okay. uh, to begin with yep. and then in three months time it'll be on Android as well oh that's all right then yeah well, we might leave it there because we could just talk about frivolous stuff. Uh, but I will end by saying if you Google like Harvard Business Review study, there's a lot more that talks about goal setting and having your partner or spouse on board as well. Yep. So that's a whole other thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, we might leave it there. And thank you so much for popping up to the studio and having right. a chat. And thank you for thank having you, me. Yeah, you pleasure. Can download Goalie the app very soon, but go to Goalie the app on Instagram, mm -hmm. and we'll be keen to. I'm keen to check it out once yeah. it's live. Same. Um, yeah, be be fun. So, thank you everyone, and to all, good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more at sunsuper.com.au forward slash M3. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 